Welcome to For the Love of Pod, a podcast about faith, community, and learning from one another about how we find meaning. I'm your host, Erin Phelps, a Master's of Divinity student at Louisville Seminary. This podcast started as a project for my worship community and pedagogy class. It is designed to be a fun, open way to hear about folks in their past and current faith life. Most importantly, each of my guests will teach me about something that's important and meaningful to them. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of For the Love of Pod. Uh, as I say in the intro, I'm your host, Erin, and I love talking to different people in my life as a start about sort of what their ideas on faith are. And today I have a friend of mine and one of my former college roommate, housemate type people, Christine. Hello, Christine. Hello, Erin. How are you? I'm doing swell. Uh, Christine, would you like to introduce yourself to all the fine listeners and tell them a bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So as Erin said, we were college roommates slash housemates for our senior years of college. Um, I am from Dayton, Ohio originally, and I currently am an English professor at a small school in northeastern Indiana. Uh, I got my PhD, so I'm officially a doctor, which is kind of weird, and (laughs) I grew up without religion, and I think that that is something that is very unique to me, Um, and it's one of the reasons why I am so excited to talk with Erin today about faith. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to have you. When you volunteered, I said, yes, this is the person. (laughs) (laughs) So, and also, uh, you know, not to overshadow, but I love following on Instagram that you have two pets, right? Big Pig and Larry the dog. Yes, I have Ig Pig and Larry. Um, Larry right now is eating a water buffalo horn, and I'm pretty sure he is sleeping. So it's fun times over here. Excellent. Well, very glad that they're cooperative for our recording time. Um, yes, I don't know that too. I've ever told you this, but Larry is my father-in-law's name, and so I will never not find that funny. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> So um, now before we go any farther into uh, everything, we're going to do my fun favorite segment of Podcast Consent Corner. So because this is technically for a school project, I really like to dot the I's and cross the T's and make sure that everyone is giving informed consent. So Christine, if you are here of your own free will, you have been informed ahead of time about the content of this project, and know you are free to refuse to discuss something at any time, will you please say I consent? I wholeheartedly consent, Erin. Thank you so much. Uh, The little breath when you stopped to say wholeheartedly made me go, oh, no. But I'm really thankful. (laughs) Thank you for your wholehearted consent. Um, (laughs) So now we're going to play a couple rounds of Think Fast. As I've said on my first episode, this is something that my professors for this worship community and pedagogy class really like to do to just kind of get the ball rolling and uh, kick us off thinking about things. So I have three little questions and um, I have some guesses about what you might like, but who knows? I'm really excited to hear. Just tell me your gut answer and then we can talk about it if you have 
bigger feelings. So uh, are you are you ready, Christine? I am ready. Okay. First one, very straightforward. Cat or dog? Dog. Uh, yes. Larry is sitting in the room. Obviously, you have to, you know, side with him on that. Um, yes. All right. This one is a little different. Uh, which would you be more excited to find out was actually real? Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster? Bigfoot. I knew it. I knew it in my heart, Christine. Do you want to, do you have any reasoning there or is it just really that you're like, yeah, this is right? I think for me, Bigfoot just seems more hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Like the Loch Ness Monster is kind of more of like an imaginary entity, like in the middle of the ocean. It seems like it would be really challenging to get to. Whereas like Bigfoot, it's on land he is a giant. He's very hairy. Like, it just seems like it would be more comical. Yeah, I, I picture, like, we all find out Bigfoot's real, and then he goes on the Today Show. Um, yeah. Is, is part of the appeal there. I also agree. Bigfoot would be more exciting, even though, like, nothing against Nessie. Um, and then this one is a three-parter. Um, this is so silly that I just came up with this one, but I was like, we'll run with it. Um, so the Olive Garden famously has an unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks lunch. But if you yes. only had to pick one of those things to be unlimited, soup, salad, or breadsticks, which one are you more partial to? Breadsticks. Me too. Yeah, I, who eats it on salad? <laughs> no, I'm sure there are salad people out there. The Olive Garden has notoriously freezing salad. Um, like it's, it's crisp. I always remember that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, breadsticks always. I'm I'm very much in alignment, Christine, and I think that's why we uh, are in cahoots with this podcast today. We get good banter going on. Absolutely. So um, you chatted a little bit about this at the beginning, um, but if you want to share a little bit more, can you give a brief snapshot of sort of your life in faith, either, you know, past and present? Yeah, so I was raised without religion. It was a conscious choice made by both my parents who were, both of them were raised within religion and I was actually baptized, but they wanted me and my siblings to determine a faith or spiritual path that best fit us. And so throughout the majority of my childhood and young adult life, I kind of struggled with what it was that I wanted to believe in. And it wasn't really actually until college that I kind of decided for myself that my faith was going to be based more upon the here and now and not necessarily an outward entity. And so a lot of kind of what I believe currently and kind of how I live my life is based a lot actually on philosophy um, and not necessarily the believing in a God, but more so believing in my own kind of power as an individual in the here and now and making sure that I make the most out of my life on earth. That's really interesting. Um, I like the way you've said that so well. Um, You were so eloquent. And so um, I'm really glad I didn't break in where you talked about developing this in college and uh part of me wanted to say like ah yes christine and aaron met and that is the moment she said maybe no god (laughs) but but i'm glad it was actually so much more beautiful and morally centered and really thoughtful so uh i'm really glad i didn't break in with a terrible mean joke in the middle of your thoughtful things (laughs) um 
so yeah so uh would you say that those philosophical principles are really like things you come back to now where where you feel very intentional about your own actions as kind of the center of your moral universe yeah absolutely I think in college especially I was really really drawn to the writings of existentialists and so like Camus and Nietzsche and Sartre and Kierkegaard and all of those guys and so for me a lot of kind of my moral grounding comes from that Mm -hmm. and the fact that like every choice has a reaction and you kind of make your own consequences within the life that you lead and I think that is kind of what really spoke to me because it was kind of what I what I expected and how I lived my life before then if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so it was nice for me to finally actually find like works that reflected that in a way that I had never experienced before yeah I I really appreciate that and I appreciate like any good academic a citation of the people that mattered to you (laughs) too um well well done um thank you thank you yes yeah uh yeah check plus on that um also I like that you mentioned Kierkegaard because one of my classmates uh in seminary now um had a dual religion and philosophy major in undergrad and got a cat recently and named it Soren after Kierkegaard oh that's (laughs) wonderful yeah so you know that like I know I'm the only seminarian at this institution you know but just know like you would be in good company um on that one so (laughs) I just immediately used the Kierkegaard and I was like yes um so he's a little bobtail cat he's really cute and um this is something we hadn't planned to talk about so if you're like I'm not really prepared to speak on that that's totally cool but your um you mentioned like the intentional choice of your family and Mm -hmm. I certainly wouldn't ask you to talk about anything now but I know you have siblings do you know uh if either of them found a different route or expression or did everyone pretty much stay uh, in the camp, like, nah, no specific religion for me. So that's actually really interesting because both my siblings also have children. And so they are kind of in like the n- no religion for me, but also if my partner, which in both cases, their partners were at least a little bit more religious, like they both were raised with religion. Um, so they're not as weary of organized religion as my siblings and I were kind of raised to be Mm -hmm. um but I would say with Matt and Julie they both are still kind of nah it's okay but like if you want to go to church you can yeah just like we're we're not gonna keep you away but uh, why (laughs) I was it's just something that came to me as you were talking about the intentionality of your upbringing that I I just thought I bet someone else who listens to this might wonder about that too. So, um, but you're here to talk about you and not just your sibs. Um, So I have also usually sensory questions that um, I ask. So one is, um, are there any pieces of music or broader culture that make you feel connected to your ideas surrounding faith or in this case also general philosophy and morality? Yeah, so... That's a really good question and something that I like to actually talk about a lot because something that kind of I remember from a 
from a childhood perspective is that on Sundays, instead of going to church, my dad would play vinyl. Oh, wow. And so I like have very distinct memories of waking up and going downstairs and listening to vinyl records, like listening to bands like Black Sabbath or like listening to uh, T-Rex and David Bowie and Lou Reed and the Rolling Stones. And so I feel like oftentimes I kind of equate my music tastes with some sort of faith-based belief because those were kind of the songs and the artists that kind of pushed me through those formative years and are still kind of helping me navigate my current reality. So I feel like how people who are more religious might turn to the Bible, I turn to music. That's awesome. And I knew you were a music person, which is why I asked this question. Yeah, and of course. I think I even knew like it was very central to your family, but I don't think I had an understanding in our friendship of that aspect of like family culture, the way you put it. And so now I'm just like, oh, I'm very touched. And I'm so glad you shared that. Because um, that's beautiful. I love picturing little Christine, like going downstairs and making breakfast and listening to music. And yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Um, one thing too, and if you're just like, oh, I'm, you used the word weary before. And so if you're just like, I'm weary, by all means, feel free to be like, next. Um, but one <laughs> thing I've asked some folks is, um, and plan to ask other folks, you're only my second so far officially, is um, has COVID impacted anything about how you practice or align with your faith tradition? Um, and so feel free to take that however you want. And if you're just like, please, no COVID talk, that's also fine. No, I think for me, it has allowed me to kind of continue to look inside myself on ways that I can not only better my own situation, but also those around me. Um, because I am in a very unique position as being somebody who is in education in the midst of COVID. So I find myself kind of turning towards those coping mechanisms like we talked about, like reading um, philosophy and listening to music. And I've kind of found myself, I don't want to say like pushing those on other people, but kind of giving other people the tools that I have in hopes that it might help them. And not in like a weird, preachy, gospel-y way, but more as in a, <laughs> hey, this song really helped me. Why don't you listen to it? Or like, have you ever read X, Y, and Z? Or even just asking people more so about like the choices that they're making and whether or not those choices are good for their mental health right now. That's, I think for me, like that is kind of how COVID has impacted my own like faith tradition is that it's just made me a lot more self-aware and aware of those around me in ways of how can I help them in the moment and how can I help myself? Well, I'm so thankful for your answer. And I'm going to just pause quickly to say that I knew I, I knew I would have fun having you on this project of mine, but uh, we haven't even gotten to the part where you specifically teach me anything. And you're already <laughs> proving exactly why I was like, Christine is going to be an amazing person to <laughs> chat with about these things um, because you're so thoughtful. And I uh as you know like spoiler alert I say it in the intro to this podcast I am in seminary and so you mentioned like ah, I try not to be preachy or gospely and 
I bet that there's kind of a flip side of, um, especially being in a like smaller college that sort of um, like not wanting to be like, ah, like you've been radicalized by liberal academia. But like you said, there, um, the idea of giving tools is something that I think is really awesome and meaningful. Um, I'm still figuring out a lot how I want to be as a minister, but that's shockingly the kind of approach even though we're from very different perspectives in some ways that drew me to ministry as a concept, right. Is like helping people find the tools and helping to say like, ah, this was good for me, or this is what my friend does. And like scripture is just one of those tools, but there are things to extract from it in a broader sense that I like, I want to use that as a means of connection and helpfulness. So I know that's making it a lot about me and that's not the point, (laughs) but I, I was so struck by the way you described COVID and its impact and your role. I love so much that you're a person who takes that role seriously. Um, So now we'll move on to why you're so good in that role in the first place. (laughs) Um, This is the segment we're going to call podcast pedagogy. So, um, yeah, so as I've mentioned before, uh, this class is that I'm in and starting this podcast for is called Worship Community and Pedagogy. So along those lines, we've talked a lot about our our worship and community styles so far. Um, But my goal is for every guest to teach me a little something about where they find meaning, um, especially in relationship uh, in some way to a spiritual tradition. So um, to that end, I turn it over to you, Christine. What would you like to teach me about today? So, shelves, there is so much I can teach you. Not really. But <laughs> I think for me, one of the things that I kind of want to further express or engage in with you is just the fact that, and you hit on this when you talked just a little while ago about kind of your own goals within uh, seminary and hopefully within your future as a minister, which by the way, you'll, you are going to be the best minister. Oh, shucks. I want to tell everyone who's listening that I in no way asked Christine to say such nice things. But she did you. not. Um, but I think that one of the things that I think is super important to kind of highlight is that oftentimes when people hear the term atheist, they automatically think of somebody or have a preconceived notion that this person doesn't have any sort of foundational belief system. When in reality, the belief system that I hold and how I kind of express that is very similar to what you do, right? Um, It's just that the reasons behind it are different. So, For myself, I think one of the things that I might do that might not necessarily be as foundational within the Christian faith is grounding myself in the here and now, Um, grounding myself in my own reality, grounding myself in the choices that I make, and making sure that each decision that I make is something that I am proud of. And I think that. That can be said a lot, too, in terms of what you do as well. Um, But the only difference is, is I'm not doing it in the hopes of something else from beyond, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I appreciate that so much. Um, So in terms of I'm always trying to repeat back to a little bit of what I learned, like nuggets to extract. Um, So yeah, I I hear you as kind of the main takeaway you would love for me and for listeners to hear is that um, atheism, while it's technically like the absence of belief, it doesn't mean the absence of some sort of like guiding moral principle (laughs) and some sort of um, you know and again absence of belief is like so broad an idea or term because it sounds like extremely nihilistic and that's not you as a person you're incredibly generative as a person and so instead uh, you know making it about those those guiding principles and uh, your emphasis on the here and now um, is something that I know a, a good chunk of people who are really motivated by that too that like we have finite time so what are we going to do with it and so I hear that as sort of the core aspect and it does relate back to what you said about COVID too that you you have a responsibility here and now how are you going to use that Mm -hmm. Um, so I thank you for sharing that is there anything else you wanted to share or respond to in my summary that makes sense to you no that is 100% accurate I think that your summary was very beautifully stated and it's exactly kind of what I want people to at least know about me in terms of my own kind of faith-based proclamations um well i i super appreciate that um one thing i actually even said on my first episode but it's i think you'll find it funny is that um i to start this off because we're using a very easy accessible podcasting app uh wanted to start this within my circle of friends um and i'm not trying to like reinvent the wheel uh, in terms of like getting, you know, like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast and Barack Obama is going to be on it. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to have these more personal conversations. Um, and I did want to make sure that it wasn't just like, well, here are four kinds of Christianity and all people who sound exactly like me. And so I did even say like non-Christian faiths, atheists, and you were one of the first people to speak up on that. But it was really funny because I very quickly landed on, okay, Christine, I think should be the first person I talked to about this. But um, both in that thread and also in personal messages I got, there were so many people in the uh, self-described atheists agnostic or sort of just like open and questioning categories who were like hey I'd love to help and I was so moved by that and also had to to, you know had to say hey um this project is due December 13th so (laughs) like (laughs) yeah yeah, sorry it felt really weird being like you're just not my agnostic right now (laughs) (laughs) because I think my professors would be like great work why are you interviewing four out of five people who are who have no strict tradition to talk about um but um but I think that you have said something that I wouldn't put in the mouths of all of those people but that I'm sure a not uh, insubstantial unsubstantial amount of them would want to share is like it doesn't it just because you aren't sure or you are sure that you don't prioritize some sort of you know other plane of existence that it doesn't 
mean that there isn't a whole bunch of rich meaning to be found. So if I love podcasting, I bet I'll talk to a lot more people like you who will have so many of their own shades of where they find their moral center. But um, but I'm really thankful that you are briefly in my few episodes going to represent people who are more aligned with that. Yeah, and I'm super excited to be able to do this too. Like I told you before, I have been like fangirling over your seminary work <laughs> from afar because it just makes so much sense to me that that is what you would do, which I know sounds very weird coming from an atheist. <laughs> just be like her. Get her to represent the God that I'm kind of whatever on. Um, <laughs> like it, it makes so much sense to me because I feel like, and one of the reasons why I was so just like, willing to do this is because of the fact that you are extremely open-minded and to me like you represent what christianity should be don't get cocky over there (laughs) 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 but like in terms of kind of the openness and like the moral standing but also just being like genuine and kind and giving and not questioning other people because they don't have the same beliefs as you. Like, and so I think that kind of having these conversations is really meaningful because it allows people to see that like, we do actually have more in common than not. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just I'm really so quiet. I've been quietly laughing. So I don't cover up, but here, don't get cocky. Baby laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. Hear my podcasting and from our like little loft space, and I heard him laugh at you when you told me that. (laughs) But thank you for all the very nice things you said, and I agree. Just listening to you now, I knew we would have common ground because I I shared an apartment with you. So, like, I I know we can be compatible, and um, you know, like, I I know it's not like I'm just interviewing some random person, like. I've, I've always felt able to talk with you, but um, I've been very uh, moved by, I guess is just the simple right way to say how much your worldview overlaps with my own in so many ways. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm so appreciative of that. Um, and yeah, hopefully, I mean, I don't want to make any promises because... Right now, my deadline is mid-December. I got I to turn a few of these episodes out. Um, but if this continues to be something generative and fun, I would love to hear more perspectives like yours and discover those shades of what make all of our spiritual lives special. Um, and thank you for the nice things you said. So, Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Well, um, this is about the time then that we should get into our benediction. I jokingly said on my last episode that in um, sort of Jesus-y structured world that it's the part of the service where everyone says, go forth and have a nice week and be good people. (laughs) Um, So that's not exactly what's happening, but I do want to um, just have a benediction moment with each of my guests to say, what is something we hope for our listeners or hope for our listeners to take away in some way? And um, today I really, um, I know that most of my listeners will be coming to me from a phone or tablet but when you're done um one of my wishes is that you find some space from that machine and I don't say that in a judgy way but I say that in a oh my gosh um there's still so much to be doom scrolling about way and so it's more that I I wish that you are able to find the way to give yourself a little space and a little bit of peace um that 
is just for yourself in some other wonderful way um, that doesn't have to involve Twitter or Facebook or whatever. So um, yeah, just just treat yourself well with a little a little mini digital break. It can be even five minutes, but I hope it's good for you. Um, Christine, do you have anything that you wish or want to you know send off as a good idea for any listeners out there? Yeah, I think that what I would like to lead everybody with is just to my wish is that I hope that everybody remembers who they are. And then now's a a crazy time. And I think a lot of us have kind of forgotten the core person we are on the inside. So I want, I wish that people would kind of reflect on who they are and remember what makes them them. And yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, I love that. And actually it can go hand in hand with mine. Yes. Like, you know, don't, don't worry about what you're reflecting outward, like sit with yourself and be really, really pleased. I love that. Um, well, Christine, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much again for being here, for agreeing to do this, um, wholeheartedly, as you said, (laughs) and, um, for being, uh, such a, a smart and encouraging person. And, um, anything else you want to add before we say bye? Just thank you so much for giving me the chance to talk with you and have this conversation. I think that hopefully your professors appreciate it. I hope so. I think they will. They're pretty cool guys. And I am so excited to see all of the work that you continue to do on your path to be a minister. Thanks. And right back. Thank you. Um, I know that you are doing amazing things for your students and I've loved seeing that over the years too. So with that, I think we'll officially say bye. Thanks so much to all who have tuned in to hear for the love of pod. And I'll be back in the future with more folks. Thank you for listening to For the Love of Pod. I appreciate everyone who tunes in as I teach myself how to podcast. And I am so grateful for the guests who teach me. Have a nice day.